Well, yes, yeah, Steve. We're all hearing more and more buzz about OU and David Hicks. Are you kidding me? Yeah, the buzz is there. Five-star defensive lineman. We're all feeling pretty good about OU adding uh, potentially its third five-star to the class at some point. At least I ought. Travis, you have a different opinion? Oh, no. It's uh, it's nice to hear the national guys say it, though. You know, we, we whether it's, you know, Parker or Brandon or, you know, anybody really on the on the recruiting sites and, and out on the beat, when they say it, it's like, yeah, yeah, we've been hearing it. We've been hearing it. That's good. That's good. But sometimes you get worried. Are you in – are you in an echo chamber a little bit? Are you a bit egocentric? And then you hear Wilt Fong, who's, I mean, really the most respected name in in national recruiting, in I college think, football yeah, recruiting. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you hear him say it and say, hey, you know, I'm hearing a lot of good buzz about, you know, then you're like, ah, this is, this this feels good. This, this feels like we've been validated a bit uh, in our opinions. And really the question with David Hicks is, when is that commitment date? Because originally we thought, okay, you know, if he commits to Oklahoma, we're going to have to wait until, you know, the January uh, window where it looks like uh, he's moving things up. Could be in the next couple months that he pulls the trigger. Well, you've already had some recruiting momentum this year. We've already seen it. Buddy, uh, I'll show you some recruiting momentum when OU gets its first five-star defensive lineman in a long time. Whether it happens tomorrow, whether it happens in October or whether it happens in January, yeah. I, there's been some good vibes around OU recruiting here recently. Uh, maybe none other than that Saturday uh, right after we heard all those vibes about uh, or all the, all the rumors about David Hicks and Colton Vosick and all that. But once once that commitment drops, and if it drops to OU, whoo boy, that's going to be a different energy. And not only five-star defensive linemen number one ranked defensive lineman in the entire country. This isn't a situation where, oh, you know, uh, Alabama got a couple of defensive linemen, five-star, so maybe maybe there was more room to play. No, this is a situation where Oklahoma beat out every single school in the country because every single school wants that guy because that is a program-changing guy. And if they can land him, there there is nobody that can say a single thing about it. You see the ESPN, uh, they rank the best 100 players in college football this year. Um, <laughs> no surprise here by ESPN. A little disrespect to the Oklahoma Sooners in the top of course, 100. Of course, nothing. Of course. Uh, I mean, not 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 too big of a surprise there. Only two Sooners were ranked in the top 100, according to ESPN. Only OU only has two of the top 100 players in the sport this year. Marvin Mims is the highest-ranked player at number 64 overall. Dylan Gabriel is next at number 70 overall. So, that's it. I I think there are more – no, there are as many – no, 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 no. There are more OU transfers from last year on this list than there are current OU football players. Radler made the list. Caleb Williams, don't, God no, made the list. Don't tell me. Mario Williams was number one. Oh, that was the one. Yeah. I don't get it, man. I truly it, it drives me insane. I really don't get it. When you look at the production of last year, it, it just it doesn't make sense. No. And they were trying to force feed him the ball earlier in the year. Yes. There were times where it was this play, we are throwing it to Mario Williams, gonna try to get him an open space and see what he can do. And he could never just shake that first defender to get loose. So I'm with you, man. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. Do I think he's going to have a nice career at USC? Yeah, maybe. 
Do I think he did enough last year to garner a top 100 ranking? No, that has nothing to do with Mario Williams. It has everything to do of what the perception of Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley is. Travis, if Mario Williams would have transferred to Auburn, he wouldn't even be discussed this offseason. Oh, Nobody would care about him. Of, of course not. I mean, you look at, okay, Tech, he put up five catches for 100 yards. Everywhere else, TCU, one catch for 11 yards. Iowa State, two catches for 18 yards. Oklahoma State? Two catches for 10 yards. Oregon against freshman, you know, walk-on defensive backs. Two catches for 33 yards. This is the guy? This is the guy. That is better. The transfers we brought in had better stats with, theoretically, worse quarterback play. The transfers we brought in had, had stats right on par. But where are they? Not even being mentioned. Mario Williams is on the on on the front of articles talking about, oh, most important transfers. Get up. Yeah. Hot take alerts. Mario Williams is ranked as the 100th best player in college football this year by ESPN. If he was still at OU, what I'm hearing about Mims, what I'm hearing about um, guys, the Nick Anderson and Jaden Gibson and even LV Bunkley Shelton, Mario Williams would be fighting his ass off this year for playing time. Yeah, I mean, Jaleel Farouk. I mean, the the, the offseason he's had. I mean, Drake Stoops obviously going to have a spot. Theo Weiss going to have – I mean, there's there's a lot of talent in the wide receiver room right now. But when you go but game by game to, to, to what Mario Williams did last year, you cannot be a top 100 player in this massive impact, blah, 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 with – Two catches for 10 yards against Oklahoma. Come on now. Top five looks like this. Will Anderson at number one, outside backer for Bama. I cannot hate on that. Will Anderson is amazing. Yeah. He was great last year, and in week two, he might kill someone or somebody's. Well, it's funny because I saw uh, – forget who said it, but I, I chuckled, no doubt. It was uh, Texas maybe instead of uh, using NIO money to uh, buy up a bunch of players, they should pay – Will Anderson all that nil money to stay away from Austin in week two? I I like that's like a that would be a better con- use of your be money. A serious consideration of mine. It'd be a better use of the money. Bryce Young's at number two. All right, he won the Heisman last year. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, cool. deservedly. Three is C.J. Stroud. I'm probably gonna pick him to win the Heisman. It's fine also it's also quarterback heavy, right? I mean, you look at even the 2023 rankings, class rankings. Like, I think the top three players or four out of the top five, they're all quarterbacks. Like, I get that, but yeah, I, I, I'm on board with that. JSN, a wide receiver from Ohio State's number four, had a massive Rose Bowl last year. Actually led the team in receiving yards last year for Ohio State. And that's with uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave on the roster. So he's he's legit. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. People want to say uh, um, somebody, somebody was saying, oh, well, he's just, you know, he got that production because nobody was on him. Okay, well, go to the bowl game. like, And he was pretty much the only one there, and he set a Rose Bowl record. I mean, I mean, it was okay. Yeah, you want that guy to be your feature receiver, and Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to have something to say about uh, that wide receiver room as well. That dude is a monster. Bijan Robinson at number five on the list. Uh, he played for a five and seven football team last year. Just a reminder for everyone. Um, another hot take, if I can do two in one segment, if that's allowed here. Oh yeah. I uh, do not think Bijan Robinson will be considered the fifth best player in college football this year. Why? Well, I've said it a few times. I think Alabama, or excuse me, Texas loses to Alabama. Loses is saying that very kindly. I think that there's a decent chance Texas loses to West Virginia or in Lubbock against Tech before they even play OU. 
And then I think they lose to OU in Dallas. Three losses by mid-October. I could see a situation in B. John Robinson's uh, draft-eligible year where he says, hmm, not a whole lot left to play for here. I already got my Lambo and all my NIL money. I might just take it easy and sit out for the rest of the year. And by the way, my offensive line might get me killed. Yeah, because I mean, a, I mean point. that's that's the thing. Like as I said earlier, Texas might be starting two true freshmen on the offensive line. Everybody wants to talk about the Nayor injury. They lost their most consistent offensive lineman, yeah. senior offensive lineman. You got to take him out for the year on from a line that was already Swiss cheese. And Bijan Robinson can't carry the ball every single play. You no. know, Roshan Johnson having that high ankle sprain. Yeah, I know they think you'll be back, but those are tricky, man. Yeah. If you're ever really ever a hundred percent, yeah, you get nicked up with a high ankle. You're, yeah. you're not the same. You can't you can't be counted on uh, to to really spell. B. John Robinson after he's just getting walloped. There, there is no way to sugarcoat it. Texas has had a terrible training camp with all the injuries that they've had, and, they're, and and the quarterback that everyone's basing, everyone that's picked Texas to win the Big Twelve or giving him a first place vote. It's all based on Quinn Ewers being this amazing quarterback this year, and he hasn't even separated himself from Hudson Card, who was a part of a five and seven team last year. It's been an awful training camp for Texas. Yeah, it's. Yeah, you you couldn't have said it better. It's and and it's they're losing people. I mean, seemingly by the day, they're starting Jack linebacker Alfred Collins is going to be out four to six weeks. I mean, even him, like you're seeing guys just day by day, and it's I mean it's a problem. They're going to have a lot of freshmen playing very very quickly, and these freshmen and I've said this a lot. These freshmen are in the class of hey, we're freshmen and we got paid to come here, so we're freshmen with big bags of money. You know, back in our dorm. So these aren't your average freshmen. Mario Williams' best play in a Sooner uniform didn't even count because his helmet was torn off. That's on the text line. Yeah, that that is an unfortunate rule, but it dims are the rules. Basically, so the rules. Uh, Jay and Tulsa. Hey guys, when was that audio of Wilt Fong recorded? Like today or yesterday? It's it's very recent. Like he he just said that. Uh, please, Lord, let Oklahoma get a bowl game against USC this year. You know it's what should happen. Yeah, see, I don't think they're going to be good enough to be in yeah. anywhere in bold consideration where we're going to be. They better not. I've got 350 bucks on the line after this past weekend of uh, OU more wins than USC. Well, I mean, maybe maybe it's a situation where we get more wins, but somehow due to conference, you know, whatever, we end up in the same. But my thing, my thing is, I I don't ex- I truly don't expect USC to be on in the same level as us and really I don't want it I I want Joe C to pick up the phone because Georgia when say we're in conference with them we need to fill or no it's LSU the LSU game that we've got coming up the home and home that's going to be when we're in the SEC so you've got to fill that game with somebody hey call up USC they don't have anybody scheduled that week USC doesn't so we could fill the LSU slot once we move to the SEC with USC on a home-and-home, home. now tell me that wouldn't be fun. Not only would it be fun, but it would be amazing if the home-and-home home is scheduled, and just like OU's moved to the SEC, and just like USC's moved to the Big Ten, Lincoln has no idea that it's even going to no happen. No idea. And, oh, and he, wouldn't even, he wouldn't even coach in that game if it were. No, he would, he would he'd dip out. He'd, he'd, he'd be dip gone. out. Yeah, he'd let that be a reason. With all the bad juju you're projecting on Texas, you might call some of that down on us if you're not careful. I, I bad juju happened to Texas without me saying anything. Right. You know, I'm just talking about 
everything that bad that's been happening to them. We're just, this we're training just, camp. We're just reporting the news. That's all we're doing. Big J journalism. Uh, by the way, the, the rest of that top ten, Jalen Carter's at six, D-tackle of Georgia. Uh, Travion Henderson, got, Ohio State's got three players in the top seven. He's uh, Ohio State's running back this year. Evan Pryor uh, is out with an injury, yeah, though. Yeah, that's so big. That's going to that's gonna affect their running game big time. Brock Bowers is at eight. He's a tight end at Georgia. Jordan Addison is at nine. Last <laughs> year's Bolitnikoff winner. Uh, wide receiver at USC, Caleb Williams. Jeez. At number 10 overall. Quarterback at USC. So uh, if I get if I get that right, Ohio State has three players in the top ten. In the top seven. In the top seven. So so, but just talking top ten here, we have they have three players in the top ten, and they are like they are a betting favorite to be in the playoff, if not you know a national championship matchup with Alabama. Yeah. Alabama has the top two players yeah, in yeah, the country. Yeah, yeah correct. Uh, yes. So two out of the top ten, and USC, who went four and eight last year, brought over two transfer players that contributed to one of the more disappointing games and a starting quarterback that went three and two last year and a wide receiver that only had more than two catches in one game and they have two players in the top 10 makes sense right one, one of these does not belong Tyler well I and, and look I could USC I look I don't think USC is going to have two of the top 10 players but I make the same argument for USC as I do Texas that's great that looks good on paper wow USC's got two of the top ten players. They at least have three because I know Mario Williams is a hundred. You, you don't you don't win games with just three players, man. Like I, that's great. Texas might have one of the best quarterback, running back, wide receiver duos in college football this year. Same thing for USC. Can you block anybody? Can yeah. you stop the run? Can yeah. you get to the quarterback? Yeah, you know what you don't win with skill position players. I mean, yeah, you need them. It's cool, but. If if I ask you, hey, would you rather have the 2019 class again, where we had five star receiver, five star receiver, no. five star quarterback, four star wide receiver, four star, all of our our top five players were pass catchers or pass throwers, and or would you rather have DJ Hicks? I would rather have DJ Hicks maybe than all of them. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. like as as sad as that is, like you win, you see this happen at USC, you see it happen at Texas, they completely ignore the trenches. And they wonder why they can't get the ball to their playmakers. Uh, yeah, Travis Dye, the new running back at USC, was at number fifty-six. That's three in the top fifty. Texas has got Xavier Worthy at three fifty-one. Uh, Colin Oliver, defensive end at Oklahoma State, he's a good player. He's at number fifty-seven overall. Their front four is very good this year. Yeah, that's the strength of their football team is their defensive line. Yeah, I mean, for, yeah, for the sure. whole team. Yes. Yeah, Marvin Mims was at sixty-four, and then you had uh, Dylan Gabriel at seventy. Those were the only Sooners on the list. If you were to pick just one player at the end of the year that you think is a slam dunk to be in the top 100, who, who would you say? Who's it going to be? Who's not in there now? Yeah, who's not in there now for OU? Ethan Downs. Tough to hate on that one. It, yeah. Be- because you know what role he's going to play on this defense. Yeah. It's a high-impact role on this right. defense. He's going to have some sexy plays. I feel the same as Marcus Stripling, I think, would be my yeah. second because yeah. he's kind of in that same position. I think Stripling's going to lead the team in sacks. What if year. I threw out a Billy Bowman at you? Not in the top 20 or 30, but, yeah. you know, 80 to 100, somewhere in there? Yeah, in that, I, in yeah I could totally see that. And the coaching staff has, has been wowed by him uh, throughout fall camp. Look at us talking about defensive guys who have the look, best chance to this. crack the top 100. Times are different. Times are definitely different the around times, here. Times, they are changing. Yes, they are. All right, uh, we'll get to more of your text coming up. We'll talk more OU football on the other side. Air Coverage Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. More to come next on The Rush. 
Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number two of The Rush. Travis Davidson in with me today. Tyler McComas, we are in the Brown O'Haver studios. I see our buddy Burley Boomer there on Twitter saying, well, Stride the Stadium is week two. I'm just going to go ahead and wear my ref t-shirt. And we kicked around the idea of, like, I- I'm going to try to wear a uh, one of the t-shirts that we have on the ref store every single game this year. But we're going to, I think, make it a thing where if you're wearing a ref shirt to any game this year and you come and find us, like me or you, I'm going to have like some gift cards in my pocket and be like, yeah. hey, here you go. Oh, yeah. Here's some gift cards. It's a pretty cool, pretty cool idea, right? It's a great idea. I'll probably run out of those by yeah. two hours before kickoff. <laughs> right? but, Sponsors yeah. are calling the phone right <laughs> What are you doing? What yeah, are you trying to yeah, do? Seriously. but yeah. I like it. Yeah, wear your ref shirts to, uh, I mean, all the games, but the Stripe Stadium game, especially if uh, you are in the, uh, the, the white section there. Right, Just we'll try. We'll, we'll try and put up uh, maybe on the Twitter or something like that. Like all the sections that are white, we'll put up a white shirt that we have for sale in the yeah. store, and then we'll put up a red shirt that we have for sale in the store for the other section. Yeah. So you can just look at your ticket and say, boom, here's a link, I need it. KREF.com is where you can uh, find the ref store. We've got some new styles up there. I uh, made a I hate 11 a.m. kickoff shirt. We're going to have a ref Twitter army shirt up there. we got a whole lot of cool uh, game day styles up there, so go check it out. Uh, from the 918 on the text line, the best part of the show, this is the best part of the show, you ready about this? is when you talk about Ohio State, go Bucks! Thanks for talking about my team. I also pull for the Sooners. Yeah, Ohio State's one of those teams I, I can't help but respect, and I think ever since Urban's gone, I, I have an easier time with that. But really, it comes down to Brian Hartline. There are, He's a dude, there are few people in football as good at their job as Brian Hartline is at his, and there's no re- there's it's it's no coincidence that the wide receiver room at Ohio State is the best position group room in the country every single year. I mean, Jameson Williams, who was first round pick, studded Alabama, couldn't even see the field at Ohio State. Wasn't he's a, he's a former Buckeye? Wasn't he hired right after that big old mess? That eventually Urban Meyer left over. I believe. What, that, what was that I guy's that name? Same what, what was his name that he has the oh, podcast oh, now? Oh, it's Coach Smith. It's a. Uh, it's a. Uh, God, what's his Smith. name? It's but, something Smith. It's uh Yeah, but yeah. I I think they hired Brian Hartline after they yeah, let his, him go, and now he's like one of the best assistant coaches in, in college football. Incredible, and he he's a passing game coordinator. Me me thinks this is how uh, it's going to play out. I think Ryan Day goes to coach the Bears once they just start start to pay their players what they should, like Roquan Smith. The um, He'll go co- coach the Bears, and then Hartline will be your next head coach at the Ohio State I don't, University. I don't hate that. I think a lot of Buckeye fans up there are yeah. starting to they, – they need to find someone who can uh, bring defense back to the uh, shoe. Apparently, apparently Jim Knowles is going to do that. I am waiting because I want to see what Jim Knowles is without Gary Gibbs as a consultant and without – Malcolm Rodriguez and a bunch of seniors running around running his system. Zach Smith, thank you, text line. I yep. appreciate that. Um, in-laws are Ohio State fans. They can get bent. <laughs> 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 I love that. Yeah, if, uh, we, we love all Ohio State fans except for that guy's in-laws. Uh, a question that's for sure going to light up the text line here and an answer that I don't really know. If USC and Texas play in a bowl game, who do you cheer for? Oh, man. Someone uh, asked this yesterday. A and meteor? A Probably a meteor. Um, like seriously, if you had to pick someone, I I I approached it yesterday as all right, Tyler, you have to pick someone, and I said, I guess Texas here. I, I don't know. See, I so anytime I'm thinking of who do I root for, I think how does it 
affect Oklahoma, right? So I think I personally would root for USC simply because we recruit more often against Texas. Texas is our rival. USC is not a rival. We just we we just don't like we don't like them currently. Uh, but I think I would have to root for USC simply because I think it helps OU on the recruiting trail. Uh, what did they put in the place of the old O'Connells? I haven't been around there since 2011. That whole like area now is um, is is not. It's not all athlete dorms, but that's basically kind of kind of yeah. what it is now. Yeah, they changed all that over there. Tore all of it up. Obviously, it looks beautiful now, but yes, it's it's changed a lot. There's no doubt about it. Uh, what uh, did the OU football team go to River Sports OKC today? Yes, they did. Did they flip over one of the boats yesterday? It was it yesterday that they were there? That was yesterday. Yeah, okay. they went to yeah they went to Oklahoma City, uh, Oklahoma City for a um, team building activity night. And, yeah, they were there last night. Jalen Redmond will be in the top ten at the end of the year if he will ever figure out how good he is. Well, that's a great reportedly point. he has figured out how good he is. It's, it all comes down to health with him. It always has, and, I, and that's, not, that's not a knock or anything like that. It's just he had the blood clot issue, and then with kind of the, the COVID thing, you know, they were, like, they were worried about, okay, does the vaccine affect blood clots? Like, he had a legitimate concern about it. And with, with him going forward – if that guy stays healthy, he's been nothing but an animal anytime he's been on the field. It's just we have to get him on the field. Tommy says, I need the first 3X ref Twitter Army shirt off the press. You got it, Tommy. I Marking it down. Right you it, get yep. the first 3X that happens here. That's going to be cool on game day when a lot of people are wearing those around Campus Corner. I, I, cannot, I can't wait to see that. And um, – Sounds like a pretty good chance that uh, Travis and I were going to be in a cool spot for uh, all non-11 a.m. home games this year. Oh, so yeah. just be uh, just be tuned in for that. Should be announcing somewhere uh, very soon. Very probably soon. tomorrow on Omaha Friday, the exact spot we're going to be. I'm just going to tell you, it is extremely likely, greater than 95%, we'll be around the Charles Schwab ballpark area. So just go ahead and factor that in. If you're going to OU Nebraska, figuring out if Lincoln or Omaha, well, one, you're too late. It's going to be Omaha because yeah, there's it's going no to be rooms left in Lincoln. But we will be in Omaha on that Friday. Then we'll be somewhere um, Saturday for pre- and post-game. And I, I guess we can just go ahead and say We're basically traveling with a band this year. Not not, not like a marching not the pride, band. Not the yeah. But an actual band. You've heard us uh, reference Hillbilly Vegas the official band of the Friday Rush. We play uh, their, their songs quite a bit at the top of the hour. Travis is going to be riding in the tour bus to all the games this year. We're going to be doing some of our pre- and post-game shows from there. They're awesome. You know them personally. They're really cool guys. Yeah. But, I mean, basically we're taking a band on the road this year to games. Yep. Tour bus, live music. We want to make sure that when people are at away games, the first thing when they're planning – you know, their, their uh, kind of itinerary, they say, you know what, where's KRF going to be? Where are those guys going to be? Because that's where the party's at. That's where they're going to be broadcasting. That's where they're going to have music. It's going to be a blast. That's what we want to continue to build out as the home of Sooner fans, uh, and we are really excited about this partnership going forward and really doing it a few games uh, uh, this year, but really just getting ready, just like all of us are, for that big SEC push. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, you hearing any uh, interesting scuttlebutt on any other camps happening across the Big 12 or across the country? I did see that uh, Gary Bohannon has been named the starter at South Florida, which I always go back to 
three months ago when I wanted him as the backup quarterback. This was before they get Davis Bevel and General Booty, but I got ripped on the text line for ever considering that Gary Bohannon was a good quarterback. And 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 he's named the starter, which I have to commend Dave Aranda. He had he could have waited and just said, "Hey, you know what? Go ahead and uh, go ahead and fight for the starting spot. If you don't get it, you don't get it." He told Bohannon early enough, "Hey, if, if you're not going to start here, if you want to play." You need to go somewhere. And now Bohannon has a new lease on life. He's starting at a new school, and he had time to do so. So big shout-out to Dave Aranda uh, for, for being you know being an adult about it and be, being a man yeah. and just and being honest with the kid. Yeah, what did they say there? They value the person over – I can't remember exactly what it – but he backed it up, essentially, is, yeah. is, is the point there. And, yeah, man, if, if Blake Shapin gets hurt this year, they're in a really tough spot. They wouldn't be in as tough of a spot if they had Gary Bohannon as their backup quarterback this year. It's a bold move. I really respect it. I think it's awesome, but he let him go, and he's going to start elsewhere, and he's going to get to live out his – I think it's his final year of college football being a starter somewhere. So it's cool, but it, it, it is a game. It's a risk. It's, it's a, a risk. It's, it's but, a risk. But also, you know, talking about the backup quarterback position at Oklahoma, one that used to uh, be in that role, and one of those roles was Mr. Chandler Morris – here and he's uh, yeah. looking impressive. Yeah, and Max Duggan just been waiting for three years now, really, for him to take the next step. Yeah. And he's he, he's he's a tough, gritty kid who runs the ball well. Just does not have the arm talent no, to really Chan- stretch a defense. Chandler's got it, and Chandler's fast. Chandler too. does, man. Yeah, and uh, I believe uh, what what week uh, that what? would be the week before the OU Texas game is when OU plays him, right? Well, but I'm looking at. Uh, TCU SMU because we're oh, gonna yeah. be a Tanner Mordecai Chandler Morris I think so. special. Yeah, TCU the goes the to backup, TCU uh, plays at Colorado Week One. I think right. they pro- I think they normally play SMU Week Two. Yeah. I want to say. Well, that'd be fun to watch. That, I'd, t- I'd tune into that one to watch Tanner it's be like and sixty three sixty one final score is my early prediction. <laughs> hey, there. hey, I love it. Offense sells tickets, baby. God, speaking of Colorado, man, we were in Boulder on Sunday, just walking around, saying, you know what, this really is. One of the cooler college towns that's out there. I, I mean, the mountains are, it's right there. The yeah. mountains are right there in Boulder. And Pearl Street is incredible. And the hill right by campus is awesome. The architecture that they have on campus is beautiful. And it's all a complete waste because they absolutely suck in football and they don't even care about it. Yeah, and I was up there actually playing golf. I, I, I went up... Uh uh, a few years back, and played golf up there, and they had all the – they just had the, um, I guess, their conference championship, so they had all the different stickers on the carts and everything like that. But I'll tell you what, if you are maybe uh, uh, not real confident in the distance that you have off the tee – why don't you go up there to Boulder and hit some? Because <laughs> yeah, that yeah, ball, dude. I looked at the oh course. I looked gosh. at the course, and I was like, I was like, dude, this this is a long course, man. This is going to be some some deep stuff. Well. Because I, I usually play out of Cherokee Hills at Hard Rock, and that's a long course, especially the front nine. But I was out of Colorado. I was like, man, I'm going to be taking you know five woods into all these par fours. Nope, nope. And I'm all I'm already a decently long ball guy, and that was and and also I I can't I can't lose this opportunity. Joel Klatt, University of Colorado, yeah. of course. Um, he released his preseason top ten. Oh God, he's, he's I respect Joel. 
probably more than anyone in the business doing college football. I really like Joel. I don't think that he's a hot take guy like another guy that works at uh, Fox Sports. Mm -hmm. Uh, Multiple guys, actually. Uh, One, you know who I'm talking about here. But he's got USC in his top ten. I'm like, Joel, what are you doing, man? I know you live out there, but dang. USC comes in at number ten. And uh, the rest looks decently normal. Um, he's got NC State at 9, USC at 10. Yeah, USC coming off 4-8 and eight year. Top 10 in Joel Klatt's eyes. And I think he's been hanging out with Uncle Colin a little bit too much. Yeah, I think so. Um, I do see that General Booty just released a uh, merch line, <laughs> which I probably <laughs> nice. should not promote since we're trying to promote our own uh, uh, merch well, line. Well, they've got that Fanatics deal where if you buy the uniform of the player, then then they get some of that money. Who who has the most jersey sales this year? Is it? I mean, I think your top three has to be Booty, Dylan Gabriel, and what Danny Stutzman. Maybe what would be your top three guesses? Um, jersey sales? Definitely Gabriel. I I do think General Booty is is going to be in the top three. And really, I hope that it's in the top three. I would like to think that you know we've got a pretty good sense of humor around here that we get very serious about football at times. I think those are your top two, and I think number three is. I think Stutzman could – if Stutzman ends up being that dude defensively – Stutzman Army, I think, is going to take pride in that. Yeah. I mean, if he looks like he's your next guy, that big-time tough backer that's making a lot of plays, because he's already a very popular guy on this team. I, I Yeah, I, I think I might agree with that with that top three. Yeah, and, and with uh, – I, I think back to my first day on radio here in studio, it was the day – that General Booty was on campus and it got reported. Talk about the easiest day of radio of all time because the text line was just on fire with booty jokes. Um, I do see uh, a question on the text line of where you can get the shirts, the KREF shirts, kref.com. Yeah. Uh, go to kref.com. Uh, got a lot of different stuff. Got some hats and all kinds of stuff there. Yeah, so check it out. Cool. 405-651-3439. More on the Air Coverage Solutions text line. More college football next. Keep it locked on the ref. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson with you until 6 p.m. Keep the text coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. Um, yeah, as we uh, look forward to week one, and we'll do that coming up uh, next hour, I- I'm interested who you think the punt returner is ultimately going to be. You had Eric Gray back there yesterday, Marvin Mims, Gavin Freeman, L.V. Bunkley-Shelton, it's kind of a, you know, there's more interesting position battles that are happening in training camp, but this is an underrated kind of interesting storyline of who the punt returner is going to be because the last regular season game you played in, Travis, a muff punt was probably the biggest play of the game. Yeah, I agree. And I'm, I've am i been a longtime proponent of getting your best players on the field. I think part of the problem that a lot of teams have is they treat special teams as – uh, you know, a good opportunity to get some people that maybe don't get a lot of playing time on the field. I mean, everything like that. Like, it 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 needs to be turned from a weakness or even a neutral to a positive, to a strength. Um, so I look at a guy. I'll say I look at a guy. I know he's 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 bulked up big time. I'm sure he's still retained his speed. Billy Bowman is a flat out playmaker. Uh, when he was coming out of Denton, it. He played both ways. He was a star both ways. He came out as an athlete, uh, extremely highly ranked. And we saw flashes of it, uh, you know, of him kind of ball hawking a bit early in the season. But I I think getting the ball into his hands 
would be great. And I, I also think he could truck somebody if he really needs to. He's not getting taken down by a kicker. I know that much. Yeah, I, I am interested to see how much of an, uh, how much more of an emphasis special teams is. How many will they have more explosive plays on special teams, kick return and punt return? Maybe. Yeah, I, I think that I, I don't think it's going to be a massive difference. I think the massive difference, if we see an improvement in special teams, is going to be kickoff coverage. Because it seems like kickoff so. cover, not that OU's been giving up 10 kickoff returns a game, but it feels like over the past five years, any time that OU gets a penalty after a touchdown, Marquise Brown and CD Hollywood Lamb, or Marquise Brown and uh, CD Lamb get flagged for doing rock, paper, scissors in the end zone, and you have to kick off from 15 yards further back, it's like, oh, God, this is going to be a touchdown. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm hoping, thinking, kickoff, return, punt, all that's going to be better. Well, we actually have a, a coach in charge of it now. I mean, what was, what was so interesting over the summer uh, and even the spring was, you know, you see all these coaches and, and even players talk about, oh, really enjoyed my visit to University of Oklahoma. You know, thanks, coach, blah, 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 for showing us around, uh, this, that, and the other. So with, with actually having somebody over special teams now, then I, I saw those. I saw, oh, appreciate you having me uh, come out. You know, I'm a kicker, I'm a punter, I'm whatever. Like, you just see more of an emphasis on that. So I expect special teams to make a big change. Um, it definitely helps when you have Turk back there bombing oh, what a monster. S- 75 yard punts. <laughs> what a monster. You didn't have to go to a keg party on uh, Sorority Row to find your punter like Lane Kiffin apparently just You see old to. Bunky Perkins coming in, called him Frat McAfee. <laughs> I, I love that. That's my favorite nickname. Frat already. McAfee. Um, OU, the OU football account had an interesting Twitter post today. And it was a mic'd up video on true freshman Gentry Williams, who is from your area of the state. Get a lot of familiarity. Nine one eight, stand up. It says freshman DB. It's got like the the arrow pointing up, right? Tulsa native. It's got that as well. Fastest player in practice, two days in a row, twenty one point five miles per hour. Now, we heard from Demarco Murray. That who did he say? He said Jaden Rowe. He said Gavin Sawchuck, and then he said himself, Demarco Murray, the three right, fastest guys right. out on the field. Now this tracks like on the field how fast you're playing. That's that's interesting. That for the second consecutive day, Gentry Williams marked the like the fastest player in practice at 21 and a half miles per hour. Yeah, and and it's funny being being from Tulsa and and kind of paying attention to the track scene. Uh, Gentry has been on the track scene since he was a very young child. At his graduation party, they showed a bunch of his old homemade video highlights of him just as a young kid, just, I mean, lapping people. He's always been kind of the 200-400 the guy, whereas J-Row is, like Jaden Rowe, J-Row is the 100-meter guy. He's the 100-meter state champion. Um, really, Gentry was starting to do, like, junior, like, Olympic national track team like running, like this guy is a certified speedster. Uh, obviously, he had the injury um, before he got out to OU. He's recovered from that now, and now that he's recovered, it it doesn't shock a single person that knew anything about Gentry Williams growing up that he's the fastest man on the field. Yeah, and, and once we got, you know, even before training camp, there was a thought of, man, there's some true freshmen that are going to play this year, and not out of necessity, just because they're really good. But I think going into training camp, you know, the thought 
was, well, Javante Barnes, yeah, Jaden Gibson. I, I, I think the list is much more extensive now after what you've seen in training camp than what it was before going into training camp. Like we laid it out yesterday, there's a chance that 10 different true freshmen could see legitimate action. Maybe they don't start, but they could see legitimate action at some point this year. It's a huge number. Well, of course, and like uh, I think it was Teddy that was talking about it. You just they look different. They don't look like normal freshmen. And and shout out, I mean Gavin Sawchuck even Parker was saying he does not look like a normal freshman. Brian Darby coming out, not I know he's not a freshman, but the massive you know muscle gain and everything like that. That's why I think some of these freshmen, man, they've got a leg up on freshmen of the past because. They are getting their body ready so much quicker. It just depends on how quickly they can get their mind around to the speed of the game and what, how demanding it is mentally. Uh, this is regarding Gentry Williams on the text line. Shouldn't be that surprising. They said before he came to OU that he had a serious shot at competing for the Olympics. Yeah. It all goes in. They, they've got some young guys that can play. they got some young guys that are fast, man. Like Sawchuck, Ro- Rowe, Gentry Williams. Jaron like- Connect. Yeah. I mean, RSJ went to the yeah. All-American, the Under Armour All-American game and won the speed contest with like a 4-4-something. What's funny is we got all these guys coming in right when Speed D left. So yeah. it's like Speed D's gone, but oh, by the way, now we have now Olympians. Fast. Now, now, we're actually now we have Olympic defense. speed in the defense. Amazing how that happens. All right, uh, keep the text coming. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. I promise we'll get to as many texts as we can on the other side. So keep it locked on the ref. We're the homeless Suter fans. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number two of the rush. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson to the air. Comfort Solutions text line. We go OU DNA all access with OU football on Sooner Vision today. Any idea what this is about? Haven't heard anything about it. I guess it drops at 530. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, uh, a quick Google, uh, you know, at the end of this segment uh, might be able to tell you more, but uh, I've, I've really, you know, what I really enjoyed about that—not necessarily this, but just being on ESPN Plus and be able to watch all the old games. I know, man. Oh my um, gosh, I'm I mean, big on that too. Oh man, watching watching the old Ebby Ara Hollis Price—it's uh, my childhood. Do a dude. Take down KU with, uh, you know, just everybody. Kirk Heinrich he was on that team. Nick Collison, Drew Gooden, all those guys. Like, I mean, I watched that. Although it. it Watching it on a big TV, it's it gets a little tough. The cameras weren't what they were now. Oh my gosh! Good lord. Well, um, and also the inevitable seven to eight minute offensive drought is also tough to watch <laughs> yeah. at times. Couldn't agree still more. Still love those teams. Still yeah. my childhood. Hey, I that still love it. Is General Booty's jersey number sixty nine? No, it is not. Unfortunately, he's number fourteen. Unfortunately, there will be a lot of Stoops jerseys sold. Says David from Norman. That's a great point. Uh, hashtag Stutz Army is strong. Yes, that's from Gunny. Uh, really want General Booty to eventually be a starter, just so in 18 years there are all kinds of kids named after him because they have psycho parents. I don't think he needs to start for uh, people to be naming their kid after him. Yeah, I don't. Th- I, I personally don't think so. Uh, let's see. Where can I get a shirt? We address that. Uh, uh, that's the KREF.com, by the way. 
USC beating Texas doesn't help OU in recruiting. Texas went 5-7 and seven last year and lost to Kansas, and they still have a better class than OU. Yeah, but we don't want to give them – that's my point, is they went 5-7 and seven and lost to Kansas last year, but if they went, I don't know, 7-5, and five, they still would have gotten – they still would have had another feather in their cap to try and – and there have been other factors, right? They largely have a good class this year because – of Arch Manning and oh it's but we know that he's overrated like there's certain aspects where kids now that in the me 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 society they love Texas because Texas is all about me 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 so yeah they'll they'll recruit well they're they just might recruit players that actually care about winning if they start winning we want those players that actually care about winning you all remember the Kenneth Murray quote I do why why'd you go I like to win is that what it came down to? Yes. yes. I mean, we want to keep getting those guys. They can have all the guys that you know think it's cool to break the law and get arrested when their uh, when their orange sports car gets a boot on it. They can have those guys. And I just don't think it's changing anytime soon, man. No, it was not. another off season of hype for Texas, and like I said yesterday, I think a lot of people that have been really feeling that hype now are paying attention to what's going on in training camp and saying. They blew a seven-month lead in the eight months to lose the offseason title. There is a lot of backtracking going Ugh. on right now on the Texas Longhorns. and We, we I, need to find out the one guy that, that voted them in the coaches' poll number one. We need to find that person. Yeah, wasn't it uh, – oh, gosh. Didn't they, didn't they say who it was? I think that guy I, – I think that was just a rumor. Was the just Temple a rumor. coach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that was. was a rumor. Hmm. Final hour of the rush is next. Keep it locked on the ref.